0: You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast, Strictly anonymous podcast.
1: conversations with online strangers.
0: Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. With Kathy. If you want to follow Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow Show with Strict Anonymous Me at Cartoon Therapy. If you haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe. If you can write a review, write a review. If you're out and about, stay the fuck home. <laughs> this is my first intro I'm taping while. You know, I'm trapped in New York. Okay. I live in New York City and we're on fucking shutdown. And I just, my PSA to everyone is stay the fuck home. The sooner everyone stays home, the sooner we could all get out. Okay. It really is uh, a bad situation <laughs> a bad situation. It took me a little bit, probably like a, over a week for me to figure out my schedule being stuck inside and figure out how to still do my show, but there 's no way i 'm missing or ending my show or not post you know s- sending out my uh, episodes every Sunday. I ha- might have a uh, I taped an episode about coronavirus with my friend I mean us just chatting about it just because i was just like you know there's like this big fat elephant in the room and if i don't really talk about it on on some level it'd be weird uh but i don't want my show to be about that right because people that listen to my show don't listen to me talk want because they want me to hear my opinions about shit you know you talk to you listen to my show because you want to hear me talking to people about their lives and the interesting stuff that they do and i'm going to stick to that i promise so if i do st- send out my stupid coronavirus conversation i'll do it like as a bonus episode during the week but i probably won't (laughs) but anyway but i do want to say stay the fuck home take this shit seriously i live like i think i got sick with it already i was deathly ill in the beginning of january a lot of people that were trying to, to tape episodes with me at the time probably thought i was lying when i was like i can't tape i'm still coughing i mean i had a dry cough and fever and chills for over a week the cough lasted like three weeks i was never as ill as i was at that time like i said i believe i already had it but you know and it's not good i think it's been here for a long time but the only way we're gonna stop it is to stay the fuck home everyone stay inside so we could get the fuck out there's nothing worse than being a single mom with a four-year-old stuck in a house all by yourself. so we all have a bad right uh, but if we could do it, the sooner we do it, the sooner we could get out So and, and help people because, I mean, I live right next to NYU Hospital. I have a lot of doctors that live in my uh, building and I feel for them. They really are putting their lives at risk and working overtime and doing things that they probably never thought that they'd be doing. So anyway, stay the fuck inside. That's my PSA. That's all I'm going to say about it. Um, but now back to my show <laughs> today, i have on a guy named Sam. Sam's been on my show a lot. I forgot to air his episode. He taped an update episode with me a long time ago. Sam was bigender gender when I spoke with him all the other times, but now he's transgender. That's what he, uh, that's how he labels himself now or sees himself. What would be the right word? (laughs) Struggling. But anyway, you know, that's uh, what he would call himself now as transgender. And we talk all about that. We talk about, you know, why he thinks he's transgender now. We talk about his dating life, uh, who he dates, how that's working out. He's like into some fetish that we talk about. We talk about the kinks that he's into and the fetish that he got into and how he feels at stopping him from dating. But mostly we just talk about like where he's at right now, because I've spoken to him a bunch of times before. It really is interesting to hear his journey. Like I said, this was a guy that was by gender in the closet about everything in his life. Very set out from the world like he was he was very closed off and you know so many episodes and years later here he is he's out uh everyone knows what his deal is and he's looking to date and he has more people in his life and he's really come out of his shell so it's really interesting to hear you know, this chapter of his life, right? The other ones, if you want to hear it, you could go back. I'll put the episode numbers in the description of the uh, episode here. But anyway, you could hear this chapter now and you could always go back if you want. I always read books when I was little. I always loved reading books from backwards to forwards or even like news articles. I'd read the like ending and be like, oh, that's interesting. What happened right before this? And then and I'd read them like back to front. So, you know, it's not a bad way to do think sometimes so if you hear this episode and you want to know you know where he came from and how he was two years ago go back and listen because it's really interesting he's come a long way so anyway I'm gonna be right back on with Sam do you have a story uh, hey, Sam, welcome back to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. You've been on a lot on my show, right? I was thinking this was the third time, but when I went and looked back, it's like the fourth time, right? Because I think you've done some update shows at the end of the year, right?
1: Uh, yes.
0: I'm um, not
1: sure how many times it is, but it's le- you were three
0: or four. Yeah. And I love these kinds of stories. I have a couple of people that call have called up, you know, at different times in their story, right? And I mean, that's like real life. I feel like a lot of times people get stuck in like exactly where they are thinking that that's forever. You know, and I'm always like, life is kind of like a book. There's different chapters, right? And it's never the end. Most of the time people are flipping out and they're only in the the middle of their book. You know what I mean? There's like so many different changes and things that are gonna come. And happen that you just don't know about right so there's always hope that things will get better and things will change and that's just a fact of life, right? So you started out and people want to go back and listen to your episodes. The last time you were on was about a year ago, right? Uh, episode, yeah. And you had come out you're a bi-gender Guy right? right And would you call yourself a bi-gender guy. I don't know like
1: actually I call it call myself a transgender woman
0: a transgender so, woman
1: Yeah, I have evolved
0: Basically. Right. And that's what we're <laughs> going to talk about. You've been your episodes. I just want to give people your episodes are 144, 147 mm-hmm. and 246. And now this one. Okay. So you have evolved. The last time was a big episode too, because you know, you were a guy, you were, you, you, you called yourself by gender at that time. And you were very in the closet with your stuff. Nobody knew. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that stuck out to me a lot, and we talked about it a lot was how sort of distance you had to keep yourself from people because of this big secret, right? And so you were kind of like flying solo and pretty alone with this secret. And you made huge steps in your life by coming out of the closet, like to your family, to people. I think, Mm -hmm. didn't you do it on like Facebook or something crazy? like (laughs) Right? Is that how you came out? Yeah, basically I sent it instant message
1: on Facebook to three of my
0: family members where I linked up my other Facebook page. Right. So you you sort of like handed over to them on a silver platter in your your in on Facebook. Uh they took it uh-huh. really well yeah. and were very supportive, which I thought was like really mm-hmm. wonderful, right? Now you have come out even more, right? And now you're changing like I said, your you just said your the terminology of what of who you are right you're yeah. transgender so what's happened since in this past year
1: i mean basically i'm i'm living as a woman a transgender woman everywhere i work it's oh. the only place i haven't yet
0: right so and how long you been at your job for?
1: um yeah to think like, current job, probably since two thousand seven, well, let me ask but you this when I you
0: do, when you did the post though on Facebook, it was like a private message that you sent right? It wasn't like a public one where everyone could see
1: right it was it was a private it's a messenger to my three family members who I knew basically would tell the whole family, so right like kind of, it was kind of my using them to gossip about me, yeah, to tell everybody, so I didn't have to do
0: that, yeah, 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 totally. Um,
1: and also, it's the three family members that were more, more important than me anyway. So,
0: But let me ask you but, this, though, because you say you keep it a secret at work. Does anyone at work know, since you're pretty out oh yeah. to a lot of people, like, so people at yeah, your job, right, that, that's what I was figuring.
1: People at work know, it's just, I don't, I don't, I kind of started dressing in and and at work. Okay. And so, I'm dressing more girly, you know, girly, whatever you want to call it, outside of work.
0: Right. So at work, you've ch- changed your dress, but it's more like you've changed it to be sort of not here nor there, so people can't figure right. it out. Right? It's kind of
1: a mixture of it. it. It's not so much people can't figure it out. It's more of a safety thing. Hmm. Because uh, I work overnights and I go out in the middle of night with things and and stuff like that. And it's just a safety thing, really.
0: Right. That you don't want to put on it, the that, the girl clothes.
1: Right, I mean, I wear girls' shoes, I wear boots, and that sort of thing, or thing. But I'm not fully. I don't. I don't have. Although I did get, get my, I did get, get my hair done at one point, so I have long hair, uh, long braids, and then. But um, it's more of a, you know, I, I, it's more of a safety thing. It's more of a. I work with people who won't, uh, I work with certain people that probably won't never get get it and never understand it. So it's kind of like a, I just don't want to deal with you.
0: Totally. Uh Uh-huh. Well, that's smart. So for eight hours out of the day, I'll just deal with this, you know, this way. Right, but let me but you ask know, you this because you've mentioned this. I'm sorry to cut you off, but you mentioned this in your email, mm-hmm. so I know, is that like you were saying because of all these changes and you're at this like major crossroads in your life, like you feel like you've outgrown this job as well, right? So like maybe it, yes. this isn't going to be in your future soon anyway. So what would be the point really? True. Um,
1: you know, I mean, I don't. I, it's not the, the physical part of doing the job. I still love it. I outgrown the place that I'm working
0: at. Yeah, of course, because you've changed. Mm-hmm. Right, I change,
1: and there's a lot of other stuff with the job that I'm not going to go into that doesn't have to do with my gender, and it just has to do with culture and other things. Uh huh. That I'm just that I'm
0: just tired of. Right, because you've changed. So, Obviously, you put yeah. up with it before; it was probably the same. I get that. I think when you grow and change, it's why sometimes people leave relationships or jobs or whatever because you change as a person, and then whatever you're sort of was we're dealing with or okay with becomes not okay. Right. And that's just the normal process okay. of life. That's why I don't think it's bad when people leave things and other people kind of sometimes think it's terrible, but like, that's, that's just a part of a part of it. And that's normal, you know? Um, So when did you change the fact of being bigender to transgender? Like how, how is it? I know you use a different word, but how does that happen physically? Did you, did you get an operation or?
1: No operations yet. Uh-huh. Um, I guess it was probably right after our last, to- our last uh, session. Okay. Whatever we call this thing. Where I found a group of um, transgender people that I started going to, a support group. And I just said, you know, sweet, this is who I am. Yeah.
0: You know? mm-hmm. So and you put yourself out there with even more people.
1: Yeah, it's it's like either stop, either accept this who you are or stop, or just stop living like this, you
0: know? Right. But for you, like, it wasn't an option to stop, right? I mean, you've been moving forward no, into I mean, it I mean, as opposed to away from it.
1: Right. Yeah, but living like it's being, like being in the closet, hiding, hiding yeah. yourself. And, and a lot of it, you know, is also, I'm African American, so, you know... Part of it, too, is the only time you ever see transgender, you know, or trans African-American people on TV or in the media is we're being killed. Right. So it's like, okay, I need to be out there showing that that's not all we are. I need to be out there to show people, you know, know, a positive side of us.
0: Right. Totally. Listen, it takes major balls just to come out in general. The fact that you did to your family, you know, a lot of people would just go on living a double life. You know, it's it's uh, very risky to put yourself out there in that scenario for all kinds of reasons, right? And like you just mentioned, just for safety reasons, even just because, and also just for the fact that people are judgmental and and how people sort of, take things. So I think mm-hmm. it's super ballsy to do it and to have that happen and major in your life, you know, and great for you. I'm sure it's like a weight has been lifted off your shoulder every time you come out more and more, right?
1: Yeah, but it, it, the weight comes off your shoulder, but then the, another weight comes off your shoulder because it becomes a okay, what do I need to do? What, where am I going my transition? You know, all that stuff just in my mind. You know where am I supposed to be right now Um, that
0: sort of thing yeah but that's listen you wouldn't even you would it's like I think you take one weight off and there's another one but it's it's got to be loosening up it's got to be like lessening the weight right I mean you know you have all these things and these are part of the process uh, but you're going pretty fast I mean how many years later we spoke probably like three years ago and really? uh, and and now you're at a place where you know who you are. I think that that's a part of it. You know, trying to figure out what is your label? Who are are you by gender? Are you transgender? I think it's great that you now know which group you fit into. Right. And then you could take those steps to, you know, move more in that direction. Are you planning on doing surgery?
1: I would like to get my boobs done.
0: Right, and that's a whole fascinating story. If people don't go back to your earlier episodes, Mm -hmm. you were like a young kid who had something happen to you where you grew breasts, right? Yes. And had them removed because Mm -hmm. you were a male child, right, growing breasts, and they were removed. And how crazy is it that so many years later you would have wanted those boobs right like in a weird way like it's Mm -hmm. like it's almost like your body was doing what it was your body had the knowledge of who you were right but you hadn't caught up to it yet right so well totally you've been always holding off on that breast surgery and now you're feeling like you want to do it
1: yeah i mean what a what holds me off on it is uh, it's surgery, so you start thinking about what could go wrong. That sort of thing. That sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's the biggest thing that holds off me for that. Um, you know, it used to be, I would feel like I'm put, um, letting down people, my family, people, my friends, and stuff. Uh huh. Um, and that's something we all go through in this process, but I'm not. I still feel that way but I'm ignoring it cuz it's like okay that's just your you know that's just what you learned as a kid and yeah. what you learned over the years your yeah what society programs you. So you got to like, okay, that's
0: not true. Yeah. And guilt is a delusional feeling. I mean, it's like you're feeling guilty for what? I mean, at the end of the day, it's your life. They'll think about it for maybe longer than 10 minutes because they're your family. And then they're going to do their life too. You know what I mean? It's just like, Mm -hmm. you can't worry about that. And it's smart to ignore it. We're all human beings. So we're going to have those thoughts, but those are the ones you have to push through. And just like you said, ignore it and keep moving forward. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, you got to, you know, at the end of the day, are you going to lose friends? Yeah. Are you going to lose people in your life? Yeah. But, you know, something I gained a bunch of friends now. I have a little small group of friends that are awesome. And if you lose a friend, you have to look at it as well were they really your friends?
0: Right. And maybe it's not even a loss. It's just a change. You know, I feel like as a like, I became a mom. And before I was a mom, I was like a single person and had all these friends that were single living in New York. And w- that was like a whole group of people. And then when I became a mom, I lost a lot of those friends because our, mm-hmm. my life was so different. Right. But then, and it took a while for me to make mom friends, you know, but now I have a whole new set of friends because I'm a mom and it's different, you know, and it's just like, it's not like, I think it's not even just a loss. It's like a change, right? Right. And so some people changed. won't fit in with that just because, you know, you're different and they've stayed the same or they've just gone in different directions. And I, I just think that sometimes it's not necessarily a terrible thing, you know, because look, you've been, you've had yourself, like you've lost something, but gain, you've gained new friends.
1: And that had to sure. be,
0: that had to happen.
1: Yeah. It does. I mean, it's hard, and you know we're social animals. Um, so being rejected socially by other people or stuff like that does hurt. It does hurt everybody. But you gotta, it's you gotta kind of put it on them. You know, so if they can't accept you for who you are, why try to be around them?
0: And not only that, Sam. I'm sorry, but you were a very alone closed off person when i first spoke with you years ago so Mm -hmm. i don't know what kind of friends you had then or what kind of relationships you had i think you probably have much more fulfilling relationships that make you feel fulfilled now because you're being really who you are and you're probably not closed off like you used to be Mm -hmm. is that true? true
1: yeah that's true i mean you know um I mean, I had a couple of friends that knew everything I had a couple I had one friend that we we actually dated at one time, which was is funny, but we beca- i came out of her and we became friends and I tell her everything she knows what I've done sexually and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's a whole other issue but um yeah I have a couple of friends like that, but for the most part, a lot of my friends that I did knew a part of me.
0: Right. And even your family, though, you were, you're very close off to your family. I just, and then, like, I remember your sister, right? Who you were, like, she really accepted. And uh, last we spoke, I remember her saying, you saying that she wanted to go to meetings with you to really understand. And she was, like, super supportive. So, like, how's that relationship with your sister now?
1: Yeah, I screwed that up. (laughs) How come? Because I guess I wasn't ready for her to go to a meeting with me. So, and now she moved, she moved away. So it's like, you know, so I should have taken her to a meeting, but I just couldn't. You were ready. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, that was the closed, like like, that was the closed off part of you that I think it's, and I get that you'd be closed off because you were keeping people at bay because you didn't want people to really know who you were. Right. But that's like a process and it's, it it happens mm -hmm. over time.
1: Yeah, it's also a, you know, if you, it's also the mentality that if they don't know they can't hurt me
0: with it. Of course. Yeah. That's the reason why you would do it. Of course. But the more mm-hmm. you sort of tell people and open, I mean, you know, when you go into those groups and people are transgender and they are, they're accepting of you, that must be, uh, you know, uh, a really safe place to be. Yes right and now yeah. what, so let's get back to the operation now so you want to get breasts right what about like the full surgery like would you ever get the full surgery like what is that even called is there a term for that kind of surgery oh
1: uh, the bottom bottom surgery is like kind of the slang term i guess people call it
0: what do they call I it I the
1: medical su- bottom surgery bottom surgery yeah
0: okay even right
1: b- lower yeah but um I forgot what the medical term of it but yeah. you no know, I don't
0: want to get that. Let me tell you I had on a guy on this show once. He was the father of a a girl who did um or of a boy who turned into a girl, I think it was. And, um, he was mm-hmm. telling me cause he did a lot of research that that surgery could really mess up your sort of ability to mm-hmm. orgasm. Right. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people yes. don't know it. So it's just like, you got, you really want to be careful with that. Right. So I think it's a smart thing not to do it. Cause like, you know, I don't know, maybe some people's urge to have that really change and see in the mirror, you know, the, the right sex, right. Yeah.
1: It's, yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, plus the thing of, um, it's called dysphoria, and so we were, you know, having um, major dysphoria where they're looking in the mirror and they're still seeing a male. Right. They're
0: still mm-hmm. seeing a female. Yeah.
1: And they have to, and, they, and they, part of it, they have to go through it. It's not even an option for them. It's like the only way they're going to get peace, they have to go through
0: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't have there, that, right?
1: No, because I'm kind of the opposite. I'm kind of like, my feeling is
0: I'm a chick with a penis. Uh huh. <laughs> Chicks with dicks. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, where they go. With a dick. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's how I feel about it. And my problem is, you know, and this is why hormones for me going on hormone therapy Yeah. is kind of like a non starter, but, you know, because I want it to work.
0: Right. And it um, doesn't with hormone therapy?
1: You'll know, diminish, yeah. You're, you First of all, um, you go on homeless RV as a male or female. You'll go sterile. Uh-huh. Um, and you won't get hard-ons like, you know, you know, you can, you won't get really strong hard-ons anymore. You'll get like, for some, and it happens from different people to different people. But yeah, yeah. With some people I thought to, said you'll get hard, but it's kind of like a soft
0: hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Uh,
1: so like penetration, probably you won't be able to penetrate a woman. Right. Or a guy, a guy that way or whatever. And that's not what I want, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why the hormone part is something that I'm not look, I, I've i looked into just to, just to get my own information, but I'm not going that route really because of that. Because if I'm keeping it,
0: You wanted to work.
1: and Then I wanted to work.
0: Yeah. Now remind me and all my listeners, tell them about like who you date, who you have sex with. Like, are you in a relationship now? No, I'm not. Okay. But who do you prefer to have sex with, men or women or both?
1: Um, Both. um, But I prefer to date women.
0: You prefer to date women, right? Now, right. have you, since we last spoke, been able to meet a woman as a transgender person? Would I say transgender person? Um,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Have you been so, able to meet yeah, a woman I, and be honest about who you are and have a rela- any kind of relationship, even if it was for a month? Yeah, it was
1: basically for a month and that was a whole nother thing because I'm also in the kink um, world. And I've, go, I've uh, basically come out and done more things in the cake world, too. Like what? Um, I go to meetups and I go to parties and that sort of thing. Um, I'm into electro play.
0: Electro play. I feel like I had a guy yeah. on once with the, the, the ones where you put all those things on and they send different no. vibrations. No?
1: No, it's, uh, it's a wand. It's called a violent wand. Okay, and it's a it's a glass one. I think they use it for dermatology,
0: uh-huh. but
1: you can also shock people
0: with
1: it. Uh huh. So that's what I'm into. Yeah.
0: You like to be shocked, or you like to shock yes. people?
1: I like being shocked. Yeah.
0: While you're having sex, or just like you're jerking off and they're shocked? Like, how does it turn into like a sexual kink? Like, what what do you do with the shocking? Like, how- Um,
1: I've only done it once, mm-hmm. and. Pretty much, I was laying on the table, and the person that I tr- yeah, that I trust to do it because it's like needs your trust, and that's probably what attracts me to the kink um, community because a lot of the trust involved. Mm-hmm. But you know, laying down, and she's you know showing me different things and different tools and shocking me and stuff. I wasn't jerking off, but but you know, did I get hard? Yeah.
0: Right, so it's like foreplay. <laughs> so, wait, how did that affect your relationship? You, like, you just feel like you couldn't bring that in, like, the girl wouldn't accept you, the one you were dating?
1: Well, the girl that I dated, I met through the kink, through the kink. Okay, thing. okay. But she had her own issues and stuff, and she was also poly.
0: Mm hmm.
1: And it, I kind of ended up being the fourth person in a three person relationship.
0: Oh right! So it's just too too many so cooks that's in the, the kitchen.
1: Yes, that gonna work. And what I learned is that you know, poly relationship is not a deal breaker for me. But I can't be the uh, at least in this part of my uh, this part of my life. I can't be the, the the floor for the fifth person in the relationship.
0: Right? Maybe you could be the main person, and then let that person right. go get other people. But you can't be that low on the totem pole. <laughs> Now. Right, I get now that
1: I And I guess part of that also Is that, yeah, am I going to Find a girl and be with a girl? Yeah I'm still going to play with guys, I'm still going to want to have you know, you know, sex with guys it's Was just, she
0: okay with it? Yeah. The girl you dated? Uh, yeah. Right, so she was so okay it, with the guys She was okay with you Being transgender, time, yeah
1: Yeah, well she met me as transgender Yeah, yeah, yeah she and she asked me out. Uh-huh. And um, it was, you know, when it came down to it, and that's thought I was psychoanalyzing her, it, her, her version of the cake was everybody served her.
0: Right. She was like a dom. She wasn't a dom, but
1: she wanted all the attention.
0: Right. Okay. Well, and she did have four boyfriends, <laughs> girlfriends, whatever.
1: My boyfriends, yeah, she was by too,
0: and yeah.
1: um, and a lot of times when we were together, the other two, the main, the main one, the two main ones, one was a master, one was her boyfriend, and one she semi lived with, and the other one lived all the way in another the state. Yeah, um, they seen it, every time we were together, she was on the phone, with one, of her texting, one of them texted, one of them, and became. Like I
0: wasn't there, and that's why it kind of just didn't work out. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you were like into humiliation, that would have worked. (laughs) You know, you kind Uh, of like be some people might be into being treated like shit, or like that's the cuckolding thing. Like somebody might sort of like that position or prefer it or get turned on by that, you know, but it wasn't your thing. I think maybe that, no, right? It's not for you
1: like the dominant submission part of B D S M, um and that sort of thing, that's not me. It's right. it's kinda weird. I'm like it's kinda it's kinda funny 'cause I've gone into this world. Yeah. And my legs are kind of a minority in that world. though. So it's
0: like, really? a minor, minority yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like we could, we could think those things about ourselves, but like, I feel like, about yeah, yeah, yeah. About but wait, what other kinks besides the electro, what is it called? The electrodes kink? Is there anything uh, else that you've yes. gone into? Um, Spanking and slapping your stuff. That's not
1: a no for me, but I've done it. I've done it to her. Yeah, um, I like doing it because I get really to,
0: you know, feel up her ass. So you know, I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> right. But why would why uh, would having these kinks of like be a problem with your dating life? Because I feel like that's how this conversation started about the kinks that you're into. Because you were saying like, oh, I, I date, but now I'm into this kink thing, and I felt like you were. It seemed like you were oh, no. saying it's a problem. <laughs> I think it would be helpful, right? No,
1: it's not a problem. It's right. Not a problem at all. Oh, um, okay. You know. My sexuality is um, not a problem, it's actually, it's it's more, I used to think it's a problem, but right now it's like, okay, this is where I am today, and you have to accept it.
0: Yeah, not only yeah. that, I think you're going to find a lot more people who are open-minded and into who, exactly who you are in that world, as opposed mm-hmm. to not in that world, you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. To find a woman who is into a transgender guy who likes all these sort of kinky things that is open, that still wants to be with men and have an open relationship, you know, is going to be mm-hmm. another person that's into kinky things themselves. Oh, yeah. I mean, I,
1: my, my thing is because uh, my other ex that I tell everything to know. I've actually said to her, I said, you know, I'm never going to have the quote unquote normal relationship. She's like, what do you mean? I said, because I sexually, I want to have the relationship and have the, it's all about the connection. I want the relationship, I want the connection, I want that person. But I do want to go into a room with five guys and perform in front of people.
0: Yeah. hmm But maybe don't you think like, let me ask you this. Were you, did you let your freak flag fly with all this sexual kink stuff like previously or is this all new to you? uh,
1: Previously. Um, I was actually playing around with guys before the whole gender thing.
0: Right. So you've always been into this stuff because I was going to say maybe if you have your fill and go do it, then maybe you could be more. But maybe it's just who you are. But I really believe you could find somebody and have both. You could have that, you know, live in that world and have a normal quote relationship. You just got to build that connection with somebody right in the other areas of your life, but also share that openness with when it comes to sex with each other as well. Right. I mean, it's possible.
1: Right, because you know I'm not gonna expect her to you know sit there and be at home and not play around and do things I'm gonna encourage her too, yeah, you know, I want her to play, I want her to experience stuff. I want her, you know right, you know, if I'm playing around with other people, she's going to be, be able to,
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure, but you would like where do you stand now as far as relationships? Are you looking for somebody? Are you still dating? Do you care? Are you more interested um, in figuring your own shit out?
1: I'm looking for somebody. I mean, I'm always looking for somebody. But, you know, like I said, I'm also trying to figure all this other shit out. Right. Um, you know, I'm not as lonely and desperate as I was uh-huh. back when we were talking before. Yeah. Um, so now I'm kind of like, you know, she's out there and I'll find her.
0: Yeah, that's but great. Right but now. You're finding yourself. But
1: right now I'm finding myself and, yeah, you know, am, and I'm having my little fun, too.
0: Yeah, what have you been doing for fun?
1: Oh, funny you should ask that because, uh, yes, last night I went out to a theater, a Phil Theater. Uh huh. Um, and
0: blew one guy and got blown by another guy. <laughs> so you go to a theater, it's in like your local area? Do you go? Um, It's close by me, it's not, it's
1: not locally, locally near me.
0: Right, so, right, right. And you go mm-hmm. in, and so you got blown by one guy, and you had sex with another guy? Well, uh, yeah, I
1: basically blew one guy, and the other guy blew me, basically.
0: Oh, okay. And where does this happen? Did it happen in the room while you were like, like, how does it all go down? I mean, are there tons of guys in there, and you pick the one? Or there, or were there only three um, guys in, and you all fooled around with each other? I mean, just walk me through it, the scene. Depend,
1: depends on the day. Depends on what's going on. Depends on who you... Meet and how you want to play it. It, it, it goes anywhere from you actually be somebody and then talking to them because it's it's not so much a theater like a movie theater. Yeah, it's a room with a bunch of couches and porn playing whatever, but it's kind of like a social thing more. Uh
0: huh.
1: Than, than an actual theater theater, but they call it a theater. Like, yeah. Okay. Um,
0: that's like, good to know because you know, I was picturing like a movie theater, <laughs> but it's not. Well, there's there were those those exist too. Okay, but the place where you go to, there's like couches and everything. There's porn playing, yes. and everybody's I mean, in there,
1: right? And I'm and I'm really going to hang out. I'm not really going to, you know, I'm not sitting and say, okay, I'm going, I'm going to find a guy and do a guy at night. No, it's kind of like I'm going to hang out. Something happens, great. If nothing happens, I'll just hang out because there's a group of us that hang out there that we've got to know each other and it's.
0: Yeah. Listen, it's like a bar, right? Not everyone goes there just to have a drink. Like They go there to socialize and then they have drinks while they're there, right? And it becomes that kind of a yeah. thing. So this is like your yeah. cheers. <laughs> it's everybody, you all know each other.
1: Um, I know a small group there. I don't know everybody that goes there. I mean, you, you see the same people there. Yeah. But, you know, there's some people that just go there and that's what they go there for. They go there to have non gay sex in the dark room. Yeah. So they have different rooms, some are more lighter notes, and they have one that's just basically dark. You can't see anything in there, and they're all in there, and it's all like, okay, so you're all hiding the fact that you that you're bi or gay totally from even from even you yourself, okay, fine, fine. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, and and then you know, I have some friends that go there and stuff, and we're just you know a lot of there's a lot of i folks just sit there and hang out all night and just talking.
0: Right. And you like that too. But so sometimes a lot of times yeah. you go and you just talk, but last night you didn't just talk. So like you go into the room and then did you blow a guy that you knew or was it somebody new? Like, how did it, how does it go down? It's
1: um, a guy that I've seen there before, but I've never played with. Uh-huh. Um, and well, the guy that blew came there with his, um, I guess, wife.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, although she was kind of young, maybe, you know, I don't know. But, um, so what ended up happening is I'm blowing him and his wife is blowing this other guy. Right. And then when he's ready to come, he, you know, went over to her and she, she finished him off.
0: Right. Okay. And then does he blow you or there was another guy that blew you, right?
1: No, a different guy blew me. Yeah. That was later in the night. Right. And that was, it was getting late at night. So I just. Went to one of the theaters and sat back and pulled it out. I was playing with myself and just woke up and
0: finished you off.
1: But,
0: yeah, right now, but, are you a top or a bottom? I forget. Um, more of a
1: top, but
0: I—that's interesting. See,
1: that, but see, there's a—I don't know because that whole thing is yeah, yeah. I'm probably more of a top, but I do go down the guys so. It's like, for some people, to be like, well, you're kind of a bottom in that regard. I'm like, I just really don't think of what it is. So I just don't, I don't like to do, do what I like to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Why? That's normally like if you're a top, you don't like to, a dick in your mouth?
1: I don't know. Some people have that black and white definition of
0: it yeah I didn't know that I got to start asking people now that question <laughs> I just you know I mean I learned a lot tops and bottoms I never realized that it's like very you know there's more tops than bottoms right in your world I um, would think because you're a girl like you're a transgender female that you would be a bottom right because that would be no. like the female position yet you like to be the top when it comes to a man you know so I don't know that was like a, interesting to me yeah. right
1: no, it's, it's kind of like a, I guess it's a little fendom in me. Right. Um, in that regard. Because um, mm-hmm. my whole, my whole thing with my cake lifestyle is that, you know, when talking about submission, like I'm never going to submit to somebody. In fact, I've realized that if somebody tries to, you try to dominate me, basically, yeah. I'm going to do the opposite just to spite them.
0: Right. You're rebellious. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. So it doesn't work for that's you. Why I'm
1: like, I, yeah. So that's Are you why an I'm Aries? Again.
0: Yeah. Even the way you made the comment that's about hilarious. Okay. But you might have an Aries moon. Even the way you made the comment about the girl, like you being like fourth on the list, like no thanks. Right. It's, it's that same part of your personality, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, it's part of my personality. I'm
0: just like, no. <laughs> yeah. You're not into that. So you're not into mm-hmm. that with, like, what's... And, what? I
1: had a, and I had a person that was interested and was, try, was trying to feel me out that way,
0: uh-huh.
1: and we became friends, and but he was trying to feel me out that way, because, you know, um, I'm a transgender woman, or, or they, you know, he was looking at me as more as a course dresser at the time, because he just could to know me. Yeah. Because they figure, you know, a lot of a lot of, kink, a lot of people in King are course dressers, so they're like, oh, you must to a course I'm like, no, I'm not, but and he kind of, yeah, you know, it's a stereotype. So he kind of started trying and I'm looking at him like, no, nah, that's not going to work. Right. You learn pretty quickly that, okay, you're not into that. No.
0: Right. But so let me ask you this when you're with a woman, do you feel like you are still like the dominant person? Or do you like to be, because like in that relationship, are you also dominant because you're the man? Or you but you're a woman with a woman right
1: yeah I don't accept myself a man
0: right you're a woman with a man with a woman
1: so it's like um I'm a woman who happens to be has a body that kind of wants to be both
0: <laughs> right 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 but I mean do you <laughs> like to be the more dominant one when you're with a woman or do you or- no, I
1: see I want relationship with a woman I want to be equal okay. Yeah, I want to, we're equal relationship, we're together, we're, 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 you know, anything that happens, anything that happens in life, it's us together. You know Uh what I'm saying? I want that. Right. I don't want the, oh, I'm nominal for you, that whole of
0: lifestyle.
1: It's interesting for me to watch, and it's, you know, interesting me to understand, because I have, I ask a lot of questions I want to understand how people get there. Yeah. Or how, you know it's really interesting to me, but that relationship No, I want to be more of an equal.
0: Right. And so your kinks, like that whole, like sort of electrocuting yourself and all that stuff doesn't have to be my kink. Yeah.
1: Um, exhibitionism is my kink. Uh huh. Um, girls peeing is my kink Uh huh.
0: Uh-huh. on you it's anywhere. Right. I've actually,
1: no, not on me. Right, like peeing their pants, peeing their
0: underwear. Oh, you like to see that. it? Right, right. Okay, not
1: right on
0: me. No. Right, right, right. I get it. Uh, um,
1: that's the first. One. It's like the first one I've ever said it openly.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's cool. That's what this show is all about. It's anonymous. It's like yeah. you can nobody. I've never seen you. I don't know who you really are. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: True, although we're not that far away from each other.
0: But yeah, but you don't want to say that. You we we you never. (laughs) I don't like. I think that there's something about because I always hear from my caller saying like. It, how therapeutic it was. And it was the first time that they could say something. And I'm like, you know, if you think about therapy, therapy is pretty hardcore in that you're looking at the person and you're right in front of them and you're telling them everything about yourself, right? But on my show, because I don't know who you are and you can't see me and you don't have to look at me, um, and I'm like, it makes it, it allows for people to say things and be open with. And it's very, it's very safe to do that.
1: It is, but in my, with me, is I'm actually beyond that. If somebody was to find out and ask me, I would actually talk to them about it.
0: What the peeing thing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Every every part of my life, I'm actually beyond that in that I'm kind of like, I don't care if you know.
0: No, but that's great. I mean, that's what we started this conversation about. It's like you have really taken the steps that a lot of people Mm -hmm. would love to take. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are... You know where you were a couple of years ago, and wish they yeah. could be where you are now, right?
1: Well, that's why that's why I'm doing your show because I yeah. want to show people that, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's oh, not like, like the movies, videos, but. right? But it's not like the movies where everything is like uh, all all of a sudden, like I said, oh, you're the weight is lifted off. You're like, yeah, but then there's another one, and there's still things you have to do, right? And it's a process of, you know, becoming who you are. It doesn't just happen overnight. And it is difficult, right, well, right? But there's there at the end of the day, it's the best thing you've ever done for yourself.
1: Right. I mean, the movies make life this unaccepted, You know, you know, or, or especially television makes the life that everything gets gets solved in an hour, a half an hour. How long? Yeah, yeah, Everything in the movie gets solved in the two hours or an hour and a half. The movie is now right. Not life, life is, you know, a journey. And you're going to be a different person from at the
0: end of it than you were at the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. You should. If you live life the right way, you should. Some people mm-hmm. do everything they can to avoid change and they, they, they stay the same. And that is, to me, the biggest tragedy in life. I don't think it's bad to make mistakes. I don't think it's bad to fail. I don't think it's bad to fuck up. What I think is the worst thing to do is to not change. That to me is the the biggest sin mm-hmm. of all because that's what life's about. Yeah,
1: I mean, th- you know, going, thinking of myself in high school, my my high school stuff with my high school stuff ever be like I am today? No, but yeah. my high school stuff had beginnings of my kinks back then. Mm-hmm. And the now you're coming like into your childhood. own
0: and enjoying them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And the more you become yourself, the less you even feel that you need to have somebody else in your life. Right. Which is will happen in time because you want that companionship and you'll eventually find it. Right. But well,
1: it's it, that's more of a me kind of going, OK, calm down. It'll happen. Just calm down. Yeah. Do I need somebody in my life? Yeah, I do. And, and his, my um, my personality and I'm learning this in the last, you know, year yeah is that i'm kind of i need to be around people i need around people with with positive energy i need to be around people who are supportive yeah i'm more social than i ever put myself a credit to be
0: everybody is that's the whole point that's why isolating is so bad for like human beings need that that's just a fucking fact Mm -hmm. of everybody i don't i think that's and it's everybody would be happier. They say the happiness is only affected by the quantity and quality of your relationships. Nothing else will make your happiness become better. No money, no mm-hmm. nothing, you know, but the, if you open yourself up and have more real relationships in your life, you can be a, you will be a happier person if you're isolating. Right.
1: And, you know, I still have a hard time opening up because, you know, for how many years that I've been on this planet, I've closed myself off. So it's kind of like, deprogramming yourself
0: yeah for sure
1: and you know so but you know i'm trying to do that and i'm realizing i need like i really need that other person i need that partner
0: yeah and it's just isn't it just also and that you want that i mean it doesn't it's it doesn't even need to be a need it's that. like you know it's like you, you want well, that's what you want everybody should have that in life also,
1: i want that but also i notice you know if i when i have that on a partner I accomplished more things in life because now it's like, okay, I got this person that has got my back, so I can go out and do
0: this. Yeah. I think partnering up is a very powerful thing. I used to be, I'm a very independent person that always isolated myself as well from relationships, especially because of my, you know, toxic childhood. (laughs) But, you know, as Mm -hmm. I got older and opened myself up to having more help and partnerships in my life, I realized that, you know, that, there's a reason why most people partner up, you know, at the end of the day in one way or another, uh, because life is difficult and to have somebody there to lean on and to help is, is, uh, is great and helpful. And I think more natural than keeping yourself very closed off and alone doing everything by yourself. It's too much. True.
1: Yeah, true. I mean, you know, you know, that's a big thing. Having that person next to me is, um, more important than anything.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you this, because you talked about the hormones going sterile and stuff. How old are you again, first Mm -hmm. of all? 45. 45. And now, do you want kids? Do you know?
1: I do, but that's going to be based on my partner, because at 45, who I'm going to be with, is probably going to either have her kids already or doesn't want it.
0: Right. Mhm. Unless you get like a thirty two year old, but or if you're dating in your age range maybe they're they don't want kids like you said or they have them already.
1: Right. Even in the thirties nowadays, you know.
0: Mhm. They
1: either had their kids or don't want kids or whatever. You know, and so you know, to be sure, if I wanted to really be guaranteed I would I would have a kid, would probably be somebody in their 20s. And it's like, no, I am not dating somebody in, my, in their 20s. You don't not necessarily have to. Have to.
0: No, you don't necessarily have to. In your world, you, you might meet somebody that didn't sort of have a baby at 32 and they're 37 or 38 or 39 and they're mm-hmm. ready. You don't know. I'm just saying, like, if you met All a girl right. tomorrow, let me ask you this. If you met a girl tomorrow in your kink world mm-hmm. that was, like, ideal in every – Way and she wanted children. Is that something you would want? Yes. Okay, that's cool. That's interesting. So much mm-hmm. so that you wouldn't take hormones because you wouldn't want to take that away totally, right? right? That option.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, there's ways around that too. You can what is called banking. You can go and bank your sperm before. Sure. Hormones uh-huh. into a clinic, and in that way, you could have a child later.
0: Oh yeah, that's smart, right? I didn't even think of that, but of course, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and a lot of a lot of trans people do that. Uh huh. Um, but you know, for me, it's you know the
0: you don't want to lose the heart on and all the other things as well.
1: Right. I don't want to lose the heart on and all that. Right. Um, yeah, because if I lose that, then I might as well look at the other surgery. <laughs> Get ten dollars off your first purchase with code Welcome Ten at caskers.com dot com.
0: First of uh, all, I wouldn't worry. I don't know. Is it very different the surgery from a man getting breast implants and a woman? Because I just don't think that that's such a. I think it's like very common surgery. I don't know. Have you never had I'm surgery not, before? The, you had surgery when you were younger. You had a breast reduction. Right.
1: Right. right. It is a common surgery, but the business I'm in, you're taught to be skeptical.
0: <laughs> it's hard to what?
1: With the business I'm in, it's we're taught to be uh, to question everything, be skeptical over oh, okay, everything. So okay. that's, that's where that comes from. It's like, yeah, it's a common surgery, but what if, you know, you know, that never even comes out right?
0: Right. You know, I'm uh-huh. also
1: afraid, how are they going to look?
0: Right, uh, right.
1: Yeah, you because know, I've seen some where the nipple are going off into space, and it's like, really? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, and granted, you know, the early part of me, you know, of, of looking at stuff, I was looking at a lot of porn stars, but, yeah, the majority of them, especially trans porn stars, probably got the cheapest doctor they could find to do their moves, and it shows. Uh huh. <laughs> so I was jaded probably with
0: that. Yeah, but you also, listen, you added yourself as being close to me, right? And everyone knows I'm in New York City. So you're close enough to, like... Like, really great plastic surgeons, where if you really oh, do no. your research, you could probably find somebody really fantastic. Oh, well, right?
1: oh, I always, I yeah, I always came around people. I said, I'll go, I'm going to go back to the to the group that did the, did the original surgery. Right. And everybody goes, why? And everybody goes, why? I said, well, they were already in there.
0: Right. <laughs> you had that person already.
1: Um. Well, yeah. And, I, and everybody just looks at me like, whatever. And, you know, it's me joking around, I would actually go and look you know do my and I started looking at some surgeons stuff like that um am I exactly ready to do it right this second no
0: Uh uh-huh
1: um I may never do it who knows but it's kind of like I'm looking at it right now I'm trying to lose weight
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um I mean I'm not flat chested I still got little boobs there
0: right but if you lose weight you might lose those boobs (laughs) yeah right yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, how big or, are you? I mean, that like, sometimes they get like, call them man boobs. Like, guys get it because they get heavy, right?
1: Yeah, but mine mine are a little bit more than man boobs. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I don't. I never really size them, and I mean they're not huge. I mean, if if I put on the shirt, it just looks like I'm a fat guy with boobs. You know? Right. Right. Um, not that I'm not, that uh, not that I'm that fat. I'm not. Uh huh. I just look like I just you know a big like guy with boobs. Right. Um, but you touch them and it's like. Yeah, you know, people go, oh wow, that's yeah. You know, I, I feel like my
0: touching that way. Wow, that feels like a tit. I'm like, because oh, it is one. <laughs> right, right. Well, maybe because yeah, you had like that a- those boobs grow. Because listen, I know I had a girlfriend who had really big tits and got a breast reduction, and then her tits grew back. Like sometimes that breast tissue just grows back. You know, oh, and that right. happens constantly. Yeah. So maybe you have more breast tissue there because you you had it when you were younger.
1: Well, it, that's that. That was the one thing about hormones that was appealing to me is that if I start taking hormones, they're going to grow, right? And because because I had them already, I probably would go pretty, you know, a pretty nice size.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But if I could get that without the without the without the hard, the hard on and.
0: Yeah, I suggest, yeah, when you, you know, hormones are a very like difficult thing, you know, getting them balanced, figuring them out, all the side effects, making them work in your body that if you're okay, not doing that, I think I personally think like surgery is a lot better of an option because it's like cleaner. You're not having to take any drugs. You're not having to do anything, right? You're just putting in some silicone implants and calling it a day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then you'd I have mean, to leave your job, right? Are you looking for something else right now?
1: Well, I kind of want—I kind of want to leave my job, in that? Um, I've done it for twenty years, and it's kind of like, okay, try to go do something else. Uh-huh. And plus, I plus I also want to do stuff that is more meaningful, more yeah. healthy the community, more, you know, you know, I've come to the conclusion, and I said, you know, you know. I've always tried to blend in. I've always tried to hide. I have always tried to blend in in society and stuff. And I really do. I'm never going to blend in. Right. So stop try. Stop trying. Uh huh. You know, I'm never going to be the girl in the corner, because of you know, I'm, you know, I have a, you know, I'm, I'm bigger than most girls. I'm asking American, I'm going to stand out no matter what room I
0: go into. Right. So maybe stand out and help you, and you could help people by standing out, right? And right. being that it's person. Like,
1: you use that to help people.
0: Yeah, that's smart.
1: I just haven't figured out how to do it
0: yet, but. But you will. You'll um, figure out how yeah. that works in your life. Nobody could tell you how to do that. You'll figure it out because you're already in that world, right? You're talking mm-hmm. to those people. You're mm-hmm. you know you go to those me- do you still go to those meetings with those transgender like those transgender meetings
1: um i ha the particular meeting that I was going to I don't go to anymore uh-huh, but I have friends from that meeting that I'm very close to right um I don't go to that meeting um not for, not for anything bad or or anything it's just you know yeah could i could, could i the next week could I walk in the next week yeah i could Right. But it's also like, it's also like, okay, I'm not going to the meeting this week. Because I'm going to go do this. we so are
0: going to do that. You know, I get it. Listen, I quit drinking and you know, I anyway. just went to the, yeah, that's, I, I did AA for a couple months, but then I eventually stopped, but I stayed quitting drinking. You know what I mean? It did what it needed for me. And I yeah. think that some people think well, you have to go all the, it. you need it all the time. Right. right.
1: Right, like some people need that meeting every week. Need the meeting all the time. It was the AA, or trans support group, yeah, or yeah. gay support group, bi support group, whatever. They need that meeting every day. Uh huh. I just need people around me.
0: Right, and you have that now, and I'm so happy yeah. that you have that because I was that was like one of the biggest things, like I said before, that stood out to mm-hmm. me that you were lacking in your life. Like, it, you know, mm-hmm. and there was no reason for that, and life's too short, and that. You know is a really big thing that, like I said, human beings need, which is quantity and quality of rela- you know relationships. Um, yeah. let me ask you this how does your does your do anybody in your family know about you wanting the surgery? the breast surgery? Mm,
1: I tried to talk to my sister about it once, uh-huh, and she didn't really respond to it, and that was before she actually knew about me anyway. Uh-huh, um, I've never really talked to anybody in my family about it
0: uh-huh
1: um, about getting a surgery and that sort of thing i you know they um, I don't think they'd be upset about it or be um against it
0: right. No, I just wonder if like you know I was just wondering how far into it, you've gone. If you're looking into it or thinking about having the surgery, right? I've
1: talked to other people about it. I've talked to my friends about it. I've talked, I've actually talked to one person at work about it. Yeah. um, Who's encouraging, but then she had hers done. So.
0: That's good because she could tell you the, like what the process of the deal, uh, right? She was
1: telling me what to look for. She was telling me, you know, know, and she was, you know, she was going back, you know, you go to a person that's in a clinic, that's clean, you know, she's going to this whole thing, and so told, she would totally, if I said, oh, I'm getting to get this date, she'd probably be like, okay, do you need a ride there? Because I'll come take you.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> you know? great. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, she's been really cool about it, which she doesn't have the reputation of being that nice little person, which is kind of interesting in its own right. But
0: Oh, that's hilarious.
1: Um, yeah, the women in my job have, are have been... Um, a lot of them have been very very supportive, but then the guys, I, don't re- I haven't really told.
0: Right. I, I understand. They might be a little bit more judgmental. I don't have a
1: trust. Yeah. Well, my, my issue is I don't have a trust with guys. Right. And part of that is being African-American, transgender transgender person. Uh-huh. We don't really trust guys because usually we're there to the that kill us.
0: Right. <laughs> right. But they maybe secretly want to fuck you. I mean, you just don't know. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? Like... I just had, on, um, I just taped a guy, I'm sorry, but like, who's also transgender and he oh, loves what he calls BBC. Okay. Like he is into BBC all the way. And I'm just you know, and there's a lot of guys that are bi that are can, into a transgender woman, you know, and that would be into you secretly, oh yeah, but cannot, nobody puts that out there, you know?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, I've got on the train and
0: I've had guys look at me. <laughs> yeah. And that's where sometimes all that hatred is coming from. They just, you know, they're just, they wish that they could do it or be with you. You know, I just, it's like, yeah. but I get that you would be more, you know, concerned with talent. And, you know, maybe if you're going to eventually do the breast surgery and and go a little further, you know, maybe it'll be better to do it in a new place where you're fully yourself and able to be that way. Right. And if you get, yeah. get into helping transgender people in some way and can make that as a gig that you know pays your bills or whatever, there would That's be no right. There would be no reason why you can't do all that stuff, or, and you wouldn't have to have all a right. secret to anyone. Right? You would be a hundred percent fully you. Whereas right now, you're very close. Really, the only place you can't be you is in um, is at your job. Now, do you change your name or are you Sam as a as a transgender? I mean, do you, is, um, what, do you what your name? Okay, Sam is like a fake name for my show, but I mean, did you right. change your name in your in the transgender world because you changed your sex? Like does how does that work?
1: I don't know, I use a female name. For, you do? For that.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you have a female mm-hmm. name a new, uh, yeah. when you're the, dressed as a female. Right. Right.
1: And I mean, I I started using Sam here. Uh-huh. Because it's kind of, dr- they've drawn us. Yeah. And I'm, I'm continuing using just the continuity so people can find the podcast.
0: Of course, of course. But you have changed you know, your name at, to be more female because that's who you are.
1: Oh, I, I even had a, I had a female name back then when they the first.
0: Oh, first right. You've was. always had a right. I just never asked the question. That's my thing. Right. Right, <laughs> right, right. But Sam well, is and, sort and of. I probably, would, I,
1: probably, I probably wouldn't have told you either back then.
0: Right. Oh, that you had a different name? Right. Right. Well you don't need to tell the name. I was just curious of whether, you know, because when I have more like when like the guy who called my show recently that I taped, I haven't aired him yet. Who's into the BBC, Mm -hmm. right? And he's a cross-dresser. I forget what he labels himself, but like, you know, he has a a girl name, right? That we used for the show and when he emailed me and when he's that person. So uh, I just feel like I never, I don't think I ever asked you whether you had a female name for, you know, because I think maybe it's because Sam is kind of like, could be a woman. I have a friend whose name is Sam, right?
1: That's why I picked the name Sam.
0: Yeah, it's perfect. (laughs) It's perfect.
1: Um, it's, it was so androgynous. Yeah.
0: Know? Are you in therapy by any chance? Do you do yes. that? Yeah. Yes, I am. So that mm-hmm. must have been, that has has that been very, super helpful for you during, through all this? Oh, yeah. hmm Yeah, super helpful for me. Um, yeah, it's a place, you know,
1: get out and talk about stuff. I'm one of those people that I need to talk, I need to, talk about things i need to talk about my sexuality i need to talk about being trans you know yeah and um and i know that everybody wants to keep hearing it
0: (laughs) it's true that's why i say for people on my show if your friends are sick of listening to you talk about call me i'll hear hear you out right but yeah that's true you don't want to keep
1: so i pay somebody to listen to it
0: yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It's great, and I'm sorry, but a therapist oh, no. will always be give you different advice than your friend. If your therapist is giving you the same advice your friends are, I mean, maybe it's not such a great therapist. I just feel like they will. Uh, they oh, no. should have insight she, like nobody's business, you know. Oh,
1: I mean, a lot of a lot of myself being out was a lot to do with her pushing me. Yeah, and a lot to do with her, with her, you know, working with me, right. and so you know. It's, it's hard to find a good therapist and once you find a good one, it's like, hold on to them.
0: Yeah, totally. I always say that. To me, it's like finding a boyfriend. I mean, most of them are not going to be the one, but you know the one when you meet it and then you stick with them. Mm-hmm. It's very, because they are, the good ones are hard to find, but they're, they're out there. And I always tell people, cause I'm very pro therapy that you have to, it might take a couple tries of going to a couple people before you find the right one. And you should never settle for the wrong one or someone that you just don't click with because, uh, mm-hmm. You know, the right one could really change your life. The wrong one is just, you're just going to waste your fucking time.
1: And I lucked out because I hit the right one right off the bat.
0: Yeah, sometimes that's how it works, right?
1: Um, but but my search for one was, oh, was I it took me a month to find one to find contact.
0: Right, right. So you did all that legwork beforehand and it just happened right. that your legwork was correct.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, we I was in therapy as a kid and my family had family therapy and stuff. So I, I wasn't a really stranger to therapy. Yeah. It like, wasn't like I'd never been to therapy. So I kind of knew what I was looking for. Uh huh. And, you know, and I was looking for a female and a male. You know, you, you know it's funny because I prefer females in every aspect of my life. Right. Probably because I'm trying to be one. Probably because. I seem to um, connect better with them.
0: But don't you think it's also because you have this trust issue with men that maybe, you know, that's what you feel safer?
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's the connection. I have a better connection. Yeah. Right. Um, I relate better. Um, Uh My mannerisms and how I relate to things is more female than it is male. Yeah. You know, how I problem solve is more female than it is male.
0: Yeah. I think, though, eventually, because when you fully come into your own as a female, which you're like right there, right? And you get that under mm-hmm. control and you got that all down. I think eventually, after way after that is really complete, you know, you'll want to tackle, you know, your relationship as a female with men, you know, because that's a thing and that's a something where you still have.
1: See, but see, see, my relationship with men. Is you know, dating
0: wise, I never want to date him. It's just sexual. I just want your dick. No, I'm Is, just saying as friends, you know, just as like you know,
1: oh, uh, as friends. Yeah. I mean, no, I have a I have a best friend who's male. Right. Okay. Um, and we know each other since you know high school. Yeah. Um, I have other friends who are male. I mean, but. Right now, I'm surrounded. Right now, with work I think I'm surrounded by a bunch of, you know, males around my age or older who are then, then macho. Um, I don't think macho is a little but they have that whole mentality, and yeah. that, that just turns me off. Yeah, it's and, terrible.
0: I've, I'm in a part of that generation. I get it. Right. Yes.
1: Um, so, yeah. Yeah, currently it is a lot of it is who I'm around, and uh-huh. I understand that. Um, but even in back in when I was back in high school, I didn't get a, I got along with females better than males, right? Which should have which should have been a you know red flag for me, but it wasn't. <laughs> a lot of there's a lot of stuff now when I remember in high school that I did or felt that should have been like uh yeah that was a sign Duh.
0: Uh, yeah I think though when you're in high school there's just so much stuff going on and hormones are raging and you're figuring a lot of stuff out that it's hard to be clear of who you are and that's oh, yeah. why well, it's better to be older right because you, you like fucking figure yourself out finally
1: right but also if you remember from when I was, this was our last conversations I was a hypoactive child right and I was
0: drugged up right
1: because that's what they did back then.
0: Uh-huh. I, they still do it a little so, bit right now.
1: They, yeah, but not to the extent that I was the back then. Because back then, you were drugged till you were a zombie. You yeah. You basically sat there like a zombie. Yeah. You know, the only thing I didn't do was drill on myself. Uh-huh. Um, so, I didn't have the capacity to deal with
0: all this. Right. They were numbing you out. You had no. But so now you do. it. Yeah. And I think, listen, I think 45 is... Young, I think you know it's not.
1: Although I do, I do feel, and this is this is trans people in my age group. We all feel like we have half a life. Yeah, and I know that's yeah, I know that's not true, and we shouldn't feel that way. But it's always in the back of our hands, back of our minds, is that we're almost fifty. We have half a life.
0: Right. Instead of the rest of the right,
1: and we have to live our live this life, we have to live, you know, we have half the life to do everything we want to accomplish. And and we shouldn't feel that way, but it's hard not to, because for, you know, 45 years, a little, a little less than probably like 40 years, because the last five have been kind of going this way, but for the last 40 years, I've lived a life where it wasn't me.
0: Right. You were born in the wrong time. Like, you know, listen, I, could, I look at the world that we live in now, and I'm like, I wish I was born now to take advantage of all the awesome stuff and the way that the world is now. Because when we grew up, if you were like an outlier or you had, you know, it was like a really difficult place to live, right? It was very different because people were just very closed off there. If you wanted a relationship, there was two ways to have it. You either were single and that was your relationship with no one or you had to partner up with a man and you were monogamous and that was it. Now there's so many different options. You know, we didn't have the internet like there's just, it's such a different world and it's like I constantly tell my friends like oh like we like young people now are so much luckier than we were because this is just how it is for them and we did get shafted right for half a life but like you know, that's just, that's the cards that you're dealt with. But I think that maybe we could appreciate it more because it's not, it hasn't always been this way. Who knows what the benefits are to it? But you do still have half a life and that is still a long time, right? If you're 45 Mm -hmm. and you're going to live to your 85, you have 40 more years, you you know, to be who you are. And that's amazing. And that's where... I try not to
1: think of it that way.
0: Why? You should think of it that way. That's the good way to think of it.
1: Well, I, no, no, I'm not saying I try not to think of the, the time frame. I try not to think of oh, you have to 85 because then that starts my whole, I wasted all my life. Yeah, I try. Forty to years up, is a long know. time.
0: Yeah, you didn't waste your life. I you did, were figuring things out. It's like you said, it's a journey. Listen, it's a fucking journey. You didn't waste your life. What what you have gone through? Because like I feel like this with my podcast. Like what I have gone through only helps me to be non-judgmental and helps me to be the person that I am. uh because of what I've gone through, all the bad things, right? So everything that you went through, like maybe you could be a counselor or a person that helps people like you in your age category, right? And so if you weren't born, then it wouldn't have fucking worked, right? So you have to try to look at it in how it could be positive. I don't know, that's how I like to frame things. I like to frame things Everything in the positive way, like, in a, you know, as opposed oh to being a victim. So you have like somehow you could make that work for you, because what you've done and we're going to end it on this, what you have done has really at your age coming from the world that you lived in is even more ballsy, right, than a 20 year old who's doing it. And there's a lot yeah. more people your age that need help than the younger people, because they, are, you know, so that's really who you could be of service to. You should start your own. You could do your own podcast like this and talk to people and help them come out. Or you could be like a coach. Um,
1: that's one of the things I'm thinking about doing actually.
0: Yeah. That would be a great thing because there are a tons of people like you in your age category. So that's where, that's why I think that it's not a waste of when you were, when you were born. It, it, it can be, a, it can be helpful.
1: Yeah, I, I, no, I wasn't talking about the wasting. thing. I, I, I was more talking about I, I try not to think about the years.
0: Right, yeah. You're like I
1: try to figure out how many years I have left because that, that's what I was talking about because if like, I start thinking about how many years I have left then I get kind of depressed
0: like, oh my God, oh my God. Uh, like, yes, yeah, right, and years <laughs> go by really fast when you're old. Yeah. Well, you still have plenty um, of time. But- I think you could be of really help and I think starting a podcast mm-hmm. or being a coach or doing something like that with people is really helpful and could really work for you. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, talking about 20-year-olds, and you know, 20-year-olds, 20-something-year-olds, I'm jealous of them. I'm extremely jealous of them, but I'm extremely happy for them.
0: Right. Well, what are you jealous of them about?
1: Is that they're able to be themselves from the get-go. Right. But a lot of that is is my generation and what we went through.
0: Yeah. And talk about a waste of times of feelings like you can't you can't be them like that's just it doesn't even make sense to think that way if you're, you want to be logical about it because you weren't born in that time. So and what they oh, have, no. but what they have, you have already now because this is what I think about jealousy. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. stop. Listen, jealousy is typically you are seeing something that someone else has that you want for yourself. So jealousy is always like a good sign to sort of like tap. It's tapping you on the shoulder to say like, Oh, you're jealous of that person with the relationship. That's because you want a relationship. So go fucking get that for yourself. So that jealousy yeah. is just uh, showing you that you want that for yourself and you have that now. So eventually you don't need to be jealous. You're never going to be able to have it from the get go. Cause sorry, but that's oh, not no, reality. Bitch.
1: No, it's not reality, and I'm, and I'm jealous, In that, I wish that was my reality, but right. it's not, and I accept that, but I'm glad it's their reality.
0: Right, I'm yeah, glad I think it's wonderful. But I, what I think you could do, and what you should do, is be of service to people in your age category they really need it they really need help people 40s 50s -hmm. even 60s you could help them Uh, I think you help people by calling into my show and telling people your story anybody Mm -hmm. that is bi-gender transgender or is still hiding out with these kinds of feelings or thoughts or this lifestyle right go back and Mm -hmm. listen to all your episodes start from the beginning listen to 144 and then 147 and then 246 and then listen and then and you're maybe you already know this one, right? Like, but that's yeah. like they could really see the transition and how it works. And then, um, you know, maybe you give a shout out here that if anyone wants to talk to you, you could start talking to people there. Or I don't know, you know, you, eventually you could uh, if you want to be of service to people, you know, I don't know. But well, I, yeah, I'm, I mean, if they contact you and they want to talk to me, get yeah. you know, my email. Would you want to give your email out? Because I personally think that when people have, it's much easier for people to sort of contact you directly. And you would get way more people emailing you than if they have to email me first. So I don't know if you want to do that yet. But if you do, Uh, you could give that shout out.
1: Not yet. I probably should should start another email.
0: Yeah, no problem.
1: Email that I use
0: people use for work yeah you know, yeah you work, don't want so. to have them both okay so if you want yeah. to get in touch with Sam email me he could talk you through it if you're in the same position or a little bit mm. years behind and want some help he'll help you and definitely keep me posted next time I hear from you I want to hear that you're in a relationship that would be really wonderful we want to talk to you that then. Would <laughs> you know? that would
1: be too you know would be or you yeah. have
0: new boobs either one let me know when it goes down okay I will all right thanks Sam thanks so much for calling in again
1: Well, thank you because a lot of this is Doctor. You, a lot of where I am now is because of you and because of your show and because of being able to talk. That's awesome. Thank you for that.
0: Well, that's why I do my show to help people like this, and that's why you got Mm -hmm. to do the same thing. I think you're going to do the same thing for other people. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Sam. I look forward to hearing from you again. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 Welcome
1: to the Strictly Anonymous podcast.